I sound so old now, but remembering being 16 and just fully, openly just loving, yeah. like where you hadn't been... The whole heart is like... Yeah, yeah. like this is it. I've met the one. This is forever. And That's I was... Real yeah, it was so real. I was like... I, You're listening to episode 86 of the Flix Watcher podcast. Hello, film fans. In our studio today, we've got Imreel. Hi. Sophie. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hi. And we're reviewing to all the boys I've loved before. As always, guys, we have all the show notes online at flixwatcher.tv for all the episodes. So please come and visit us there. Of course, join us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod. And please come to iTunes, rate us and subscribe. Come find us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod. Visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast. We have Imriel and Sophie in our studio. If you would like to tell our listeners about the work that you do, please. I'm Imriel Morgan and I'm the host of the Wannabe Podcast, a careers podcast for young women who are making massive decisions about their lives and careers. And I speak to really great people with their unconventional careers and all of the obstacles that they're facing. Um, and I also run an inclusive podcast network called The Shout Out Network. And we produce and create podcasts by people from underrepresented backgrounds and it's really good fun uh i'm sophie hagen i am a stand-up comedian and a writer and a podcaster i have the podcast made of human which has been going for almost two years now which is a me talking to people about life and how they cope with it and i've just started a, a new podcast called secret dinosaur cult which is a live comedy podcast about daddy issues and trauma and uh, identity politics and dinosaurs of course also <laughs> uh, and I am going on tour in April, May, June of 2019 with my tour Bubba Rap Happy Fat which is part stand-up and part book Q&A book reading from a book I'm releasing in April next year called Happy Fat which is about why it's okay to be fat and you have on your website you can buy people can download your existing stand-ups uh yes you can buy my uh two previous shows shima shatter and dead baby frog on sophiehagen.com yeah <laughs> um you guys have, have really cool guests on your shows like mm. amrasanti was uh amrasanti and recently the um what was the film the hate you give had, yes. you had the writer of the original book and yep. angie thomas yeah and, and amanda stenberg uh, otherwise known as Rue from Hunger Games. Yes, which I, which I was sure to mention. <laughs> um, I loved you in Hunger Games when you got... Anyway. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, yes, I do have really cool guests, which is really bizarre and strange. And I never actually ever believe that I'm sitting opposite some people. Mm. Um, Amanda has been by far one of my favourites because she is definitely the youngest. She's 20. And she was just so wise and so generous and so giving. And I was like, you're so smart. I love you so much. Um, yeah, it's really cool to, to speak to people like that and find out what makes their brains tick and how they look after themselves in really bizarre situations. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're also so good at it, if I, if I may. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so, like, the way you interview, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. You can just, it's just really good. Thank you. So are you. <laughs> Sophie got into my brain when she interviewed me. Well, hey, you, we both got a great vibe. And I love the, just how the, the banter w runs easily between people on both your shows it's like it's a pleasure every, every single time I listen to it yeah I mean when I was growing up I, we never had anything like this so f for anyone who is young and growing up to have 
voices like yours to listen to it must yeah. be so inspiring and just like amazing and it's just like, why couldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, we're reviewing such a yeah. nice film. It's a love fest right now. Yeah, it's so it. nice. It's all good. Um, <laughs> all of the love. <laughs> we... We're talking about to all the boys I've looked before, which is your choice, Ariel. It is. Your smile is like yeah, bigger like than the sun. I just love it so much. <laughs> Let's guess what course she's going to give already. I know. So can you give us a two-minute synopsis and tell us why you why you chose it, apart from the fact you love it so much? <laughs> so to all the boys I loved before was released on my birthday, August 17th, on Netflix. And it is about, it follows Lara Jean Covey, who is a half- Korean, half-white, teenage girl who wrote love letters to five boys that she had crushes on throughout her earlier years. Um, And then somehow, no spoilers, spoilers, her sister gets hold of these letters and mails them to all the boys. And it's all of these like deep probing teenage feelings, really angsty. And one of the guys gets the letters and um, tries to make their girlfriend jealous. And they create this fake relationship, which in standard teenage drama tropes, they fall like actually in love um, and then deny it. And then loads of fun things happen in between. But it's like the cutest little love story. What's really nice is that um, Lara Jean is like half Korean. We never get to see an Asian female protagonist in film. Mm. Um, And it's just a really cute teen drama. I just love a good teen drama. Teen drama. Rom-com as well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It's a little bit traumatic. Come on. <laughs> Did you not feel the angst? <laughs> uh, how does this rank with other rom-coms that you've, um, you guys have seen? Mm, good question. Or go to Sophie then. I don't, I don't watch a lot of... Well, I guess the m- most rom-coms I've seen have been adult stuff. Sure. And that I've, it always annoys me. It's just always... It's just <laughs> as a thing, it's just always... Because I think it's always kind of annoying people falling in love with other annoying people. Mm-hmm. Where in this one, I really like them. Yeah. I really, really like them. And she's one of the first main characters I've seen who seems to be like a bit introverted. Mm. With like, There's a lot of this like extroverted, ooh, I, I'm falling over and being clumsy, but I still look hot all the time kind of things I see in a lot of rom-coms where... I think I could kind of weirdly relate to this, what, 16-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, she stays at home with her younger sister who's got a better, a better quote-unquote, yeah. social life than her. And she, um, when they make the rules of this, this fake relationship, she's like, no kissing yeah. in, in public. There's loads of really old-school references to, like, the Golden Girls and, like, 16 Candles, yeah. um, which is, like, a really nice nod to people older. Because <laughs> 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 myself that are watching it that would have, like, actually grown up watching some of those, like, Molly Ringwald, Brat Pack. Is it Brat Pack or Rat Pack? Brat Pack. Brat Pack um, movies as well. It's just it's just so cute. Just love it. <laughs> or your thoughts, H? Um, it's, it's a really lovely film. It's, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was one of the ones when it came out... Um, uh, people sort of said, you know, this is actually pretty good. Um, you know, the lead, she's... I like the way you said it. This is actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is the thing because there, there's so many shit teen films where the lead is a blonde stick with no personality chasing a washboard, white washboard with no personality. And <laughs> there, there's, there's nothing to inspire, whereas... The, the lead in the female lead in this is creative. She loves her family. She's got a really supportive dad, um, a great network of, you know, friends. There's just so many really nice things to kind of 
be on the side for sure. and you're you're with her every step of the way and it's just really lovely and I was trying to think of other because there's rom-coms and then there's kind of teen teen rom-coms and I think I quite like 10 things I hate I about you say that. was That's kind of like the the benchmark for teen sure. teen rom-coms um and then obviously clueless which is kind of in there as well but not quite what well, not rom- is it this a rom-com is, well this is it it's, it a, bit, it's a, a little, little bit. bit but it's mm. was that bit that kind of just crowbarred in at the end the, the, felt the, like the rom bit yeah they really <laughs> did try to make that happen and i was like the friendship between the two women was actually way more interesting than the actual love thing that they tried to make happen in clueless but yeah i think 10 Things I Hate About You was great just because the two characters were somewhat unlikable um, as, like, people um, and as, as main characters. So to compare the two, like, actually, Noah and Nana are, like, clearly great friends in life and I just ship them. Um, <laughs> I just want them to be together forever. Um, but with 10 Things I Hate About You, I think we saw that kind of chemistry in the same way with um, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger, where actually they're both a bit grungy yeah. and you never really got to see that. And it's that kind of differentness in the relationship that you get to see, which is why I think 10 Things works really well. And this works quite well because they're quite different and not the kind of stick figure, washboard Oh, I'm just so, like, pretty, but I'm not really pretty. I feel really embarrassed at how unpretty I am, even just though I'm clearly gorgeous. Or, or, take those glasses off. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Revelation, <laughs> take your hair down. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a transformation. But it's also just, ba- it's like, the, the basis is... So, if, even if you just said to someone, imagine the letters you've secretly written. Mm. Like, like it's every, how, yeah. how do you ever write a diary without thinking, what if they actually... Like, that whole... I mean, when, when, she, when, I, when I learned she had the letters, I was like, no, no, I can't, I can't. I thought oh it for my her God. in my whole chest. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. She's got a really messy room. They make a point of that so they can go missing at any point. Oh, yep. <laughs> like, my heart starts beating just you talking about it. Like, just the letters I've, no. So, have you guys written, because I never kept a diary. Do you guys keep diaries I mean, and have a I fear? I like, a photo collage of Gary Lucy. So. Gary Lucy. <laughs> From Hollyoaks. Yes, from Hollyoaks and also Footballers Wives. Um, I would not like anyone to ever see that ever, but it's burned into my brain. <laughs> and no, I would not like What's any on of page 38? What? What's on page 38? Of what? My, my Gary Lucy, Your Gary Lucy book. Just pictures of him being a little bit shirtless. <laughs> it's really cringe. But that's what you did as well, Sophie, with Westlife. Um, well, Westlife were... F- f- when I was a teenager, but I wrote my first love letter when I was five or six. To who? Yeah. To Malcolm X. <laughs> what? I didn't what? Was he like dead? Yeah, he was. He was dead. Um, <laughs> but I, w- I was a huge fan of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's basically what taught me English because um, there was no subtitles. Uh, so I just, but I could hear people were laughing. I would love to have heard your English when you first learnt it with Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I literally spoke like that. It is so horrible to think about. Oh my God, that was my next so love great. letter was to Will Smith. So I just wrote William Smith on the envelope. <laughs> I think they were in Danish, the letters though, but that's, you know, probably so, why they didn't answer. Um, <laughs> Wait, you mailed yours? What, yeah, what, I did. Well, oh, I did. Wow. What language is this with the, with the strike through the O? I don't understand <laughs> it. Well, the one for... I think with with I think I invited both of them to send us to the village I grew up in, just like, dear Malcolm, would you like to come visit me and my mother? Oh, <laughs> this is so cute. Yeah, but he never answered. It's so sad. Uh, so I've dead, always been right? so. And then with Westlife, that was my teenage years. That was, and then I was Jason Momoa. Excuse me, before Jason Momoa. Yeah, before. but before before Game oh, of Thrones, so I was sorry. I was in the Baywatch Hawaii times. Okay? Oh, okay. I didn't even know he did that. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Even. I was a member so of his, his fan club. Game of Thrones. I was a member of his official fan club. Wow. Excuse me. Oh, 
had his I had his uh, his um, autograph and I threw it out and then now oh boy do I regret it. Um. <laughs> Are you gonna watch Aquaman when it comes out? <laughs> I, I I I'm annoyed that I was so into him and then now everyone is and I feel like he's mine but that, that's fine we don't need to fight. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've always been good at sending but the letters you send are so different from the ones you write in private. Yeah. Because mm. I would never write like. If I if anything was meant to be private, it's because no one should see it. And it's it I wouldn't be writing, Hello, I really like you. I'd write like our wedding speech. So that would come <laughs> across so freaky. <laughs> and that's my fear, is that they'll see that. Like my my vowels, basically. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens in the film. Exactly. So and terrifying. Peter Kavinsky. Oh my god. Well, you got to point out that he's one of the letters she writes <laughs> is to her sister's ex-boyfriend. Yes, but that and... feels like a subplot. <laughs> it's just irrelevant. Okay, so you want to you want to just jump to just, Kavinsky? Let's go straight to Kavinsky, shall we? Because that's really the main event. Um, what a sweetheart! He is like what every woman needs in twenty eighteen slash nineteen and forever. He is just like the perfect human. He's like the perfect man. He's like generous. He's supportive. He, like, noticed the small details. He's, like, a feminist man who was just created... Like, obviously, he was written by a woman, so it makes all the sense that he is just perfect in every humanly possible way. How do you feel about him? Just on- I, li- <laughs> I literally love him. I just want to be with him. Um, I wish I was in the hot tub with him. I think... He was just so charmingly beautiful. Noah Centineo has done a phenomenal job on him. It's a shame I follow Noah Centineo on Instagram now, and I'm just like, it's not, it's not Peter though, is it? But I'm not. It wasn't. It became like a whole phenomenon, like their, their chemistry um, as a couple on the in the movie. Like Netflix changed their bio to this is officially a Peter Kavinsky stan account, a fan account, and I like that was there, and I think it might still be their official bio because the whole. <laughs> the whole population who watched the film got swept up into how wonderful and kind and caring this character was. And he just was. He was just perfect. Like, he wrote little notes for her, like, swiveled around in her jeans. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. He's great. <laughs> Soz. <laughs> Don't be sorry. This is what you, you chose the film. You brought just it loved to it us. It's so much. <laughs> um, one thing I really loved about it in this, in this world where he just picks her out, she said, she's a bit of a wallflower brings her to the party with all the cool kids and she's apart from the altercation with uh, her Jen w- yeah with Jen his his ex-girlfriend where he gives away the scrunchie which I thought I know that's going to come back later in the film but hey we'll we'll, we'll ride they with needed that. to add a little bit of drama to they it they do um, <laughs> but he was there and it's like you know I'll take you home let's go home I'll, I'll take him and he's always respectful to his, her dad yep. her dad was really cool as well by the way yeah, yeah. Aiden it, from Sex and City. Is that what it's, I was trying to... Right, I know, oh, when you see it, it. When you see yeah. it. Oh, wow. I was like, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Wow. It's the man Carrie rejected. For big. Yep. Wow. I full on wept at the ending. I cried. Of Sex and City? No. All right. <laughs> Why didn't you choose it? <laughs> no, the, I really cried. Because there was the innocence, like mm. remembering... I sound so old now. But remembering being 16 and just fully, openly just loving. Yeah. Like where you hadn't been... The whole heart is like... Yeah, yeah. like than, this is it. I've met the one. This the is sun. forever. And that I was... Such a real feeling. <laughs> yeah, it was so real. I was like, I remember this, the hugeness of these feelings where you mm. haven't been, you know, you haven't been um, 
Jake, you haven't lived. Like, yeah, you haven't lived. It's my man being <laughs> So your brain doesn't go, oh, he's probably going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> I fully cried. I thought it was so emotional. What? <laughs> um, you talked about it at the start, Emil. She's she's an Asian actress, uh, an Asian star in the film, and it's not really made. It's not. It's not, a thing. It's not, not a thing. thing. Yeah. And I love that in in TV and film when this we see it in like Good Place is like mixed cast, not really thing. Um, Hamilton. Well, that's actually reversed. They've they've changed the storyline there. Uh, they've changed the kind of, kind of background there. But more and more, you've seen TV and film where people of different ethnicities, genders taking roles that wouldn't do, and it's just not a part of the story. Yeah. And I think that's like how everything should be because that's how. Well, that's my life, but that is life generally, isn't it? Yes, like, I agree. I think because it was like a non-factor, but there were nods to the fact that she was Korean, obviously. But it was just a normal, it wasn't a, it wasn't a plot point. It wasn't mm. like, oh, I like you because you're like from this back. Like it was just a non-issue. She was just this really cute girl who liked a boy. And that's like so relatable. I feel like I'm not Asian or Asian American, but I can relate to liking a boy and just being like a regular human being. Um, and I think that's what's so nice about the story. I think that's what makes it so special. But also it shouldn't be so special. So I think yeah. that's what makes it like it's such an enjoyable watch where I'm like, oh my god, I love this so much. But would I have felt the same way if it was two white actors? Same story. Props not. Wouldn't have moved mm. me in the same way, I don't think. But there's this it's amazing they don't do it more because like there was like a, the Korean uh, yogurt or something, right? Yeah, there's like the a little, little yak. Yeah. yeah, and something like like and this is I'm not comparing it in into the greatest extent, but like the thought of a boy I liked wanting to taste something Danish. Mm. Oh, it's such a nice little thing that why wouldn't you use that more? Just like having a tiny nod to something. Yeah, it's exactly. Such a, what other movie has that element? Exactly. What <laughs> other movie? <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with everything. I was slightly disappointed that the main lead was white. I think maybe we, but this is a really good step in the right direction. Mm. Um, but... I think there's still a little bit more to do, but this is a really good starting point. Yeah, I mean, I just love Noah Centineo. I think he did a fabulous job just being beautiful and whatnot. Um, <laughs> just being just a throb. Um, but yeah, you're right. But then I think Crazy Rich Asians did come out pretty much the same time. There was a lot of noise about that and that did have two Asian characters at the forefront of it. Mm. Um which was just, it didn't have the same impact in terms of like just the cuteness of the story and it wasn't a teen um, rom-com, it was more adult. But I think it's just as cute and it had, it still made my heart sing at like how wonderful and lovely it all was. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it took away from it for me that he wasn't like Asian or other. Because um, you had like the other boy, like Lucas was another character that crept in who happened to be a gay black boy. So I, did, I think they did a really good job of like casting the different people. Yeah, yeah it, um, might, it might have been like a, then it would have been like the Asian film. Yeah. Like the yeah. love story between all, yeah. As well, unfortunately. It was, it's set in suburb, suburban, everyone's got really nice houses there and, and it's not played upon that. Yeah, she's done, his, her, her dad is a... a gynecologist. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was such a funny scene with... <laughs> with her friend. <laughs> like, why would you want to do that? Like, why would you want to stare up a dad? I was like, he's a man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a thing. There's a, there's a movie coming up called Dumplin', which is based on the, a book called Dumplin' by Julie Murphy, which has a fat lead lead actress Ooh. in it. And I read half the book and it is... you If you're into teen romance, mm. it is wonderful. 
Oh my God. I'm so excited. That was my first thought after watching this is like, now we need to see someone who's bigger yeah, being yeah, yeah. love interest because they released um, Sienna Burgess. Oh God, don't which was not even get me. me started. Is this the awful, awful thing? On yeah, horrible. Yeah. Noah's in that too. Um, as the love interest, but yes, it was not well done. It was basically oh like a catfish story, which I was like, why did the girl have to be a catfish? Why couldn't he just fall in love with her in the same way he fell in love with Lana? What was that about? Mm. Uh, very different movie. Um, but yeah, it was it was a did very weird I did see it um, because Noah Centineo was in it. Um, <laughs> and I, I basically watched co- everything he's ever watched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Sienna Burgess was not, like they came out around the same time. I think they were like within a few days of each other and there was a lot of critical acclaim around it. He was obviously buzzing from To All The Boys I've Loved Before and yeah, it was like, oh, the, finally a girl who is not like stick thin is played, is the lead actress in this film and it's meant to be like a teen rom-com again. And he, I think, I, I don't want to give massive spoilers on that actually, but it does have like a happy-ish ending um, as you would expect from these things, but... It, the whole storyline was just hot. <laughs> hot I mean, the, the worst thing about it is that there would have been so many people who would have had to sign it off and gone, yeah, we think this is a good idea. Yeah, but they signed what off Insatiable that? recently too and that was so suspect as hell. But like, uh, Trump. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry, but that's a lot of people having to sign yeah. off on that one. Like, I think I've, a lot. I've, I've reached the point now where just don't... Tr- like you, When we grow up, we learn that the adults... Oh, they know better. Like the adults know what to do about things. And then you grow up, you're like, oh no, no. they're just adult children. (laughs) None of of us know anything. (laughs) We reviewed recently uh, The Fundamentals of Caring, um, which has a main, the main uh, main character has got muscular dystrophy, but it's played by an um, able-bodied actor, which is just like, it's it's on that kind of, on that spectrum of like, there should be just more representation across mm. the board. Mm. Yeah. And there's no reason why he can be played by uh, a disabled actor. Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely done that in other like TV shows and teen shows I've seen where um, like someone's brother would be like, had would have Down syndrome and be a real life mm. um, person with that condition. Um, and even in Sienna Burgess, actually, wasn't his like brother meant to be like blind or something like that? And then they basically have her pretend to be like it was really inappropriate like everything was bad about that film actually but um yeah they ha- i've seen a few teen shows where they actually do get characters um or get actors with those conditions playing their parts um i think actually teen shows are much better at doing that than adult shows which just have people playing roles that they shouldn't be well in breaking bad um walter's son has got uh cerebral, cerebral, cerebral palsy. palsy yeah he's quite high functioning for cerebral palsy yeah. though, wasn't he Unless it wasn't made part of the story. It wasn't like, oh, I need to go back and check on my son because he's got cerebral palsy. He's just like, here's my son. Yeah. And, he, like and, he, and he drove... A- and there's no kind of like backstory or no. story, side story or uh, yeah. explainer. Because really there's a really cool storyline where he just, he turns 17 and get a car. And his car is ridiculous. Not because he's got so reported, because it's, it's a seventeen-year-old kid with a Ford Mustang, which is like supercharged, and no kid should have that car. <laughs> just simply, no kid should have that car. And that was, I really love that kind of aspect of things. He just wants to be a kid. Um, I think I'm loving the way that things are going more and more in that direction. I think it's just getting getting better and better, and like I'll support and champion as much of this as possible. Having said that, when I saw this on my Netflix screen, I didn't, I wasn't drawn to it initially. 
I actually wasn't either because I'm actually not that into rom-coms. <laughs> um, massively into them, I'm not going to lie. I love when Harry met Sally. But I saw it on Twitter. It was really causing, it became like this mad fandom on Twitter. Like it was really buzzing that weekend. Um, everyone was like, it was like Titlab and then Crazy Rich Asians were like the two things. And it was such a big moment for Asian Americans. Um, and like, because I follow such a great bunch of people you can't you want to celebrate in those moments whenever mm. I see anything big in diversity um, which I hate the word but you know whatever um, whenever I see any of those moments I'm like what is going on for the Asian American community what's Aquafina doing like I want to know because those moments are so few and far between that you want to you want to be involved and you want to support you want to give solidarity um, so yeah you, you watch and I was like what's this movie everyone's banging on about let me just go and watch it and I was like what this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life I love it I watched it every day Sometimes, multiple times. But it's cool. I like the Asian-American side of things. Um, I guess in Hollywood, the white actors have the biggest pie, you know, slice of the pie. But mm. then black actors do pretty well as well. Yeah, they're doing all right. Um, anyway. there's, for a long time, the most popular, most successful film for uh, non-black or non-white actors was Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. That's not even like the, the main one. Is it? That's like a sequel? No, that's the first one. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Get the Munchies. It's called Get, Go to White Castle yeah. in, the, in the first one. Oh, okay. Um, but that was, the, that was the most successful film without uh, a main black or white lead. And Amazing. you kind of think, guys. <laughs> it was a good film. Guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, but come on. But there must be something where it's just like... Kind of more. universal story that has a bit of everyone in it. Yeah. So, so the <laughs> now we have it. Yay. So okay, let's move on. I think Slumdog's surpassed it then. Slumdog but, was really good, actually. That was a really nice movie. Really, really nice. Should we head on to the scores, guys? Yeah, let's, let's go to the scores. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we will start with you, Imreel, because this is your choice and uh, all the scores are... Five. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. What was the question? <laughs> the recommendability. Yes, yeah, five. five. It's a five for me. It's just an amazing movie. Sophie? Yeah, I agree. Five. Absolutely. So easy, so easy to recommend. Helen? Uh, a five. I would recommend this to everyone. Oh, you There's guys. no one who shouldn't watch this. There's no one who shouldn't watch this. No, no one. There is literally no one that should not watch this. Oh, hold on. Let me think about this. Only people we don't like who don't deserve it. Yeah. There's no, no Don't one. be the There's dissenting no opinion in the room. No, <laughs> as people, as regular listeners know, my, my guiding point, my benchmark for a five is Back to the Future. Yeah, what's the problem? I'm just thinking. Shagging a, shagging a six? <laughs> I, think it does it, I don't think it, it doesn't have the pull of Back to the Future but it's super high I'm going to do it 4.8 right, I think it's great I mean that's close I think it's the closest we're going to get, get. Yeah. I mean, 4.9 would have been fantastic or 4.85 perhaps <laughs> I'm going to consider 8.5 I can go 4.75 
All right, go then. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 4.7, but that's low. No, yeah, no, no. Sorry, sorry, take it back. Um, repeat viewing score, I can sense where this is going to go. It's a five from me. How many times have you seen it now? About 11. And I watched it like wow. two days ago, just for fun. So. What? <laughs> I literally watch it every day from my birthday onwards. It this is like, so good. It's like back in the, in the 80s when you had like three VHS tapes. <laughs> Should I watch Twins <laughs> again? Yeah, I watched Lion King a lot yeah. in my childhood. Um, no, I just, I just, I like the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel really happy Good. and joyful. And it's a feeling that you want to, why would I not want to have that feeling? Like just seeing like two people just be really happy and in love for a bit. It's a nice feeling. Five. Um, yep. Sophie. Um, like I, I want to watch it right now. Like I'm getting like, oh, let's just get this over so I can go home and watch. Like it feels like, a, yeah. feels like a self-care thing to do. So I think it's, yeah, I think five as well. It's definitely, yeah, definitely. It's doing so well. Helen. I feel like the Grinch now. I'm going to go four just because I've only seen it once. Um, but just talking about it now, um, I, I want to watch it again. And I might even download it on my phone and watch it on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> just for funsies. I think it's it's a really because it's it's so nice and it's nice and funny and it's so bright. It's yeah. just really easy, easy thing to watch again. I'm going to give it a four as well. I think with with short, tight rom coms, you can watch them just time and time again. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, one and a half one and a half hours, watch that time and time again. Mm. Crazy Stupid Love, I've watched like so many more times than I would have ever anticipated me watching felt that way about the notebook <laughs> definitely seen that a bunch <laughs> no. I want to say Breakfast Club but that's not a rom-com is it no we might want to re-watch that when was the last time you watched it uh, recently oh, really? I, know, I know like I know anything <laughs> <laughs> everything's horrible but it's if you can get past that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh this is so different and they dance felt <laughs> <laughs> that way about 16 Candles just all rom-coms are just kind of great some of them it's 80s rom-coms so this breaks out of it. This is a millennial rom-com. But 16 Candles, is that seriously dodgy racism? Yeah, there's, the, there's a lot of racist tropes in that. I'm not, and it's, not it's a bit pretend. rapey as well. Yeah, but yeah. everything in the 80s was a little yeah, bit problematic. Yeah. Even gonna... Back to the Future does not escape it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I'm 10 not... Things was also like a bit... He was a bit much, was wasn't a bit he? Much. <laughs> he was a guys were a bit problematic when you watch things back as, oh, it's horrible, as a feminist it? and oh. know, just a modern it ruins movie. everything doesn't it yeah it does a little bit uh, small screen score Emriel I might give it a five Kobe <laughs> <laughs> do you know why because one I would have loved to have watched this in the cinema would have loved it would definitely use all of my free cinema tickets and pay for it too um but it just worked really well on my TV. I'd wa I've watched it on my phone. I've watched it in every <laughs> format. And it's just as enjoyable on the small screen. So if it's on tomorrow mm. at Empire Leicester Square. I'm going. You're going? Yeah, I'm going to go because that's IMAX. like a rare. IMAX is a bit much, I think. <laughs> Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> like a three, 3D glasses mm. and... <laughs> yeah, hot top. Yes. Yes, I would watch it in the IMAX, yes. Because now they have this 4DX thing where the chair like, rotates and okay. you, know, you get mean... the steam coming out. Yeah, him coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 
The whole show. Okay. Yes, I would do. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah, I f- I feel like it would be. I like going to the cinema alone, and I like just like in the afternoon mm. on a Monday when there's no one else there. No one else eating. No one else in the queue. Yeah, no one's talking. Yeah. You're just alone. Or like on a Monday night at like 1 a.m. when no one else is there either and you're pissing off the staff because they wanted to go home. And I can imagine, <laughs> like that would be such a, again, I say self-care, just getting a bunch of popcorn and just going to see the, yeah, I, yeah, five, I think. Helen? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for five as well. I mean, I watched this um, on a flight, so I watched it kind of on an iPad and I had a lovely flight. It was great. <laughs> um, but also thinking about it. That that, on the way to or way back from getting engaged? Uh, oh, congratulations. To, oh, thank you. That's thank lovely. You. What, a, what a great movie for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the feel-good vibes. Um, what was I going to say? And um, I'm just thinking, like, if I was a teenage girl watching this and I had Netflix, I would be able to just watch this any time that I wanted. Mm. I'd be able to watch it on my phone. I'd be able to watch it with my friends. be able to watch it on my laptop. I'd be able to watch it whenever and I think you know this is one of the great things about Netflix is that everyone can access it and they can watch it as many times as they want and I think it's really great that it's there cool five yeah um, there's nothing wrong with it is there there's no need there's no need need for it to be on a big there's no special effects I don't think it's got that really nice coziness, yeah. and you know, you, you like we've said before about kind of these romantic comedies that with people you like, you feel like you're there, your friends, and yeah. you like yeah. getting in and like their little chats and things. I'm going for five. <gasps> oh my god, it's oh high scoring. That's going so far. Engagement score, Imril. Um, I think what... we all know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but it's a five for me, Kobe. It's five couldn't look away the first time <laughs> second time or third maybe um, by 11th I'm like oh I could actually probably text because I already know what's going to happen but <laughs> first four viewings had me right there in it I was lost all in the sauce <laughs> Sophie it takes it takes a lot to take me away from other stuff so it has to be a four because it's it never happens that I'm I'm like don't, not right don't be now not, I'm right now not looking at Imra because I'm so scared of her facial <laughs> expression. Like, <laughs> How could you say this? <laughs> but yes, yeah, I mean as as much as you possibly could without being. You know you could add decimals. I'm just saying, like point something. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Helen, I forgive you. <laughs> I mean this this it's an hour and thirty nine, so it's well in the hour and a half. Um, and you know, I was, <laughs> that's like a good time. An yeah. hour and a half is probably within my, the margin of error of yeah. an hour and a half. I mean, any longer than that, I start to get a bit fidgety. Um, I say I watched this on a, on a flight, and it just flew by. And yeah, um, yeah, five. I was fluently engaged. I mean, I guess it may have been different had. But it wasn't, I had, so it's had, okay. Had, had access to the... I don't know. I, it's, it's had you really, been at home and... I don't know. It's just really enjoyable and just really lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a four. I, I don't know. I wasn't just wholly in it all the time. Can't really tell you why. Um, 4.1 maybe. Thanks. I don't know why I'm, I'm like pandering to Imriel. <laughs> There's so much passion. Yeah, I just love it so much. <laughs> it's infectious. <laughs> I want you to be my PR. <laughs> just be like, how can you not hire her? <laughs> I'd make a great PR for you. I think you like would. Your <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, just, I don't know. 
4.48, everybody. I'm trying to think when I oh, dived out. 4.9. No, 4.74. What? That's really high. 4.74. What did what Harry, when Harry Met Sally get? When Harry Met Sally got... I mean, I love... What's the thing. highest score? Oh, oh, my goodness. 4.78. Oh, come on, Sophie. Just oh, give it a point. So it's too late. It's casting stone now. It's <laughs> casting stone. <laughs> What's wow. the highest scored one? 4.78. Yeah. Oh, was that up there? Oh, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Damn it. So oh. the, the record was... I didn't know it was a competition with other films. Yeah. Now I would have... Held for a while and beaten very recently. Um, who who knew this was going to be nipping at its yeah, so this, tail? This is definitely second. Uh, what we do in the shadows is 4.71. Um, this is, okay. So What's the worst one? The worst one we think is a film called Ark, which is a Netflix like sci-fi set in a in a house with a kind of and in the future they have no shoes. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds really good, but I'm going to not go yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, four point seven four. That's, That's really, really high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for picking the film, Imril. Um, can you tell us where Sophie and Imril where we can find you online, so all the listeners can go and flock to your your Twitters and Instagrams and sure. Facebooks Get and websites. podcasts and everything. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Imi Morgan. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Wannabe Podcast. And you can also listen to my podcast at wannabepodcast.com. And it's where all good podcasts are found. Spotify, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Apple third. <laughs> I have a Pixel, baby. I don't know what I mean, Apple their, is. Their podcast app is crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. I don't use it. But you can use it to give our podcast a five-star rating. Yes. Get in new and noteworthy. I'm Sophie Hagen on all social media. So F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N. I know I say that as a school teacher, but it's been said wrong a few times before. Podcast, Secret Dinosaur Cult and Made of Human. And they can be found on all great podcast platforms as well. And the bad ones. Cool. Awesome Thanks for guys. coming on. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes. Do subscribe and leave us a nice review if you feel like it. You can find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and the website is FlixWatcher.tv. Thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Brendan Russell for his awesome editing skills.